The Big Play Reflux Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News, the place to be for all your gaming needs with the latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and previews like this featured article previewing the upcoming game Mario and Rabbids Spark of Hope. Be sure to check out their Shack Chats where the staff discusses the hottest topics in gaming and you can join in all the conversation using the Shack News Cortex. So if you are a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflux Show! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. What is going on, everybody? I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside my main man, Mr. Chris McNeil. We've got Nick Padone here. We've got Gab Cruz here. What is going on, everybody? Talk about a big show. Right? Two, two big guests in studio, all of us, a full panel, and playoff baseball, Browns <laughs> winning. This is, a, this is a good time to be in Cleveland, Ohio, huh? It sure is. Gab, can you hear us? I can hear you. Is Bernie in the shot? No, not yet. Oh, That's sorry. our surprise guest, but it? way to blow it. I'm, I can't see the monitor. <laughs> I can't see the monitor. This is high tech here. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, wow, way to leave out somebody. Well, I guess we should just get right into it. <laughs> Listen, we're a little behind. I just want to get to the point. You know I hear saying? you. All right, so tonight. So professional. <laughs> tonight on the show, we are going to start with our Cleveland Browns. Can't think of anyone better to uh, talk a little Browns Steelers into next week with the one and only Browns legend Bernie Kozar joining here in one second. Then we got to talk about our Guardians Gab because we're going to the playoffs. Yeah, what an exciting ride. Now, who should we bring in to talk Guardians? I, I oh, feel like he's in the shot. I see him. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was like, you want me to go two for two? I'm blowing a cover tonight. Cause, right? Because <laughs> I will. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to talk Guardians, and then we're going to do Stump the Flog with Chris. We have a, a question. We might, maybe we'll team you guys up. Maybe uh, our two special guests versus Gab and Chris. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. We'll no one on. knows the question. Go, That'll be coming up. All right, let's, let's kick it off with our Cleveland headlines. All right, Cleveland Headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. Go get some signed Browns gear. They've helped us give away a ton of stuff. 
uh, including some Bernie jerseys along the way. So uh, go I'm liking that Bernie shirt over there, bro. Heck yeah, look at that. I was hoping we were going to wear the same one. I didn't, I didn't get the uh, uh, close I'm, call today on color coordination. I'll text you next time. So we have the one and only Browns legend Bernie Kozar joining the show. Bernie, how are you, my friend? Well, I'm doing phenomenal after uh, uh, Thursday night Steelers victory. I was excited to come on today. I, I was I'm kind of surprised from a technology standpoint that I scared Chris Reflog off the off the line here. <laughs> so thank God I, I'm the one who showed up on time, and you're the one dining and dashing on us. That's right. I decided to go remote. I was I was a little scared there. Too many. You know, too many people there, too many people in the studio. You know, I got a little flustered, so I went remote to our Studio B here, Bernie. I thought you got scared with the rain out there today, but I, the, <laughs> I liked boat. playing in the rain. I enjoyed throwing in this bad weather. So un, unlike Thursday night when it was monsoon um, wind conditions, not rain conditions, um, which makes for terribly challenging quarterback play when you have to throw in that type of weather, that type of wind like Thursday night which really, to me, made it even more impressive what both, actually what both quarterbacks did throwing the ball. Jacoby was phenomenal carving spirals in that wind. And Mitchell Jabisky with a, with a really tough offensive line under duress. I love the way both quarterbacks threw the ball. Yeah, and it, it feels night. like that game was like, like four weeks ago. But, <laughs> Bertie, what was it like? It is, it is enjoyable to have a weekend like that after a win where you know you're in first place, you know you won your game, you took care of your business, and, and you don't have to stress over uh, anticipating the, ne uh, the next game coming Yeah, how, how relaxing was Sunday? Just yeah. knowing we're in first place and no one could do anything about it. Yeah, it would have been not to be overly greedy, but it would have been nice if New England and the Jets did something to solidify our, our position even better in first place. But yeah, to, to be able to have played, not only to, have, to be 2-1 and one and to, to be in first place, but to have played good Thursday night, to, to, not, to have a performance where, we, yeah, we won by more than, more than one score, but to really kind of control the game and to, to play with, with good confidence. Uh, it was a welcome relief after the, the outcome of, of the last minute 55 in the Jets game. It's always nice to beat a yeah. rival. How about for you back in your day? What was it like to go up against the, or the Steelers and beat them up? <laughs> you know, growing... It, the short answer is a friggin' phenomenal, okay? <laughs> so I want to be invited back, so I'm going to keep my language appropriate here. But that, you live and died for these games. Uh, and with what's going on in society and what's going on in, in life, maybe the, the magnitude of putting the importance of a, a rival game against the Steelers or the Bengals back then, but the, the Battle of Ohio being better than Boomer Sison was in Cincinnati, and I may really date myself with age there, or coming growing up in Youngstown, Ohio, where the Steelers had six Super Bowls, you know, through every generation, and we said the joke about being able to be able to beat them and not being able to uh, for them not to have success when I was playing. I, I absolutely love that. So, Bernard, when when you beat the Steelers, what what would you do afterwards? What was like your your victory Monday? What was what was that like for you? God, I really, I really want to have an awesome, cool story about that, but um, I'm so I was so fixated on winning, and you hear Coach Stefanski and the Browns talking about I want to go one and zero this week. 
I want to think about just what the the day I'm having, the week I'm having, the game in front of me. It doesn't sound cool, but I really didn't celebrate. The only two times, and I, I actually don't know why I have my Super Bowl ring in my pocket, but really, the All only... Right, be, be honest, how often do you carry that around? We got to know. <laughs> Not as fashionable as I am with the, with the Bernie Kosar shirt on. Uh, <laughs> Where I, t- I I carry my suit next to me just to pretend like I'm an adult. Okay, I don't really put the damn thing on. So this is all just to pretend I'm adultish. Okay, but but to how I celebrated after big wins like that, I wish I'd celebrated more. But I was so obsessed with being the best and being a, the champion. So winning the national championship in college, which I did that once. So I celebrated one time in college, and then winning the Super Bowl. Um, I only did that one time, but it's really the only two times when the season's over and it culminated with your ultimate goal, which is winning a championship. And then, you know, I'm proud that that happened to me twice, being greedy, though I wish that would have happened more. You've mentioned on your podcast how much homework you do before a game, but how quickly after a win would you go straight to the film since you didn't celebrate much? Almost immediately. I, would, I, would, I loved watching film of my game to see what I did. And I wasn't doing it to gloat, but to look and see what I did, understand what I did mostly wrong to improve on, and then seeing exactly what I did play-wise because I knew the next team was going to be doing the same thing. So almost immediately, before the, the victory Monday even happened, Sunday night, I would have already looked at my game film from that game and then I will have already looked at a couple games of the team I'm playing to get ready, get ready for them. It was a complete, you really completely immerse yourself. You were in the zone. In the zone of, of, of wanting to just be the best I can and, and learn everything about, that, about that, uh, that team or that game or that defense coming up. Chris, jump on in here, Mr. Uh, remote. <laughs> we put you to sleep over there, bro, huh? Not at all. Hey, Not, no. I, 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 got my, I got my Guardians pennant winning bat here, <laughs> so if I got to smack your ass to keep you awake here, bro, you know, I wanted to save this. I wanted to save this for Zach. I'm trying to act like I'm not a fanboy over here, okay? I really want to go over Guardian stuff, okay? I love, and I absolutely love, I absolutely love going over Steeler stories, especially because I won double-digit games against them, okay? <laughs> and relegated and relegated them to being able to watch me play in the playoffs, okay, in January. So that was very special to me. And then for us to be in first place and win the game this past Thursday, to be now going down to Atlanta to have a chance to go 3-1, and one, stay in first place. But I'm really more fired up about um, – the Guardians, Guardians yeah, baseball, yeah. October seventh, eighth, and ninth. So we know what we'll be doing uh, that weekend. Yes, we do. Hey, I do have one question for you, Bernie. Speaking just one, bro. <laughs> just, just one you're at deflating the moment. My I, I, cranium. I randomly met you at one point. This was this was years ago. Oh, oh come on, oh, listeners! It wasn't random. You showed up on purpose. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, I kind of stalked you, and I showed up at your place. No, no. I, I ran into you at a gas station, and I could hear that, it was That you, was like, my place. You saw bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard you talking. I said, that's Bernie Kosar behind me. And I was really nervous, and I was like, what do I say to Bernie Kosar? And I told you, I said, Bernie, 
I'm running for senator. Will you endorse me? And I and I'm so gullible. I said yes. You did, and I appreciate your support. And I'll be great for all those those voters out there. But uh, I said, Bernie, when I was seven years old, I was at the Gastineau game, and you just turned around and you said best late hit I ever took. And you walked out the door and I was like, that was magic. That was it. Wow. If I never see Bernie Kosar again, that was the moment. And I will always remember this. Wow. So I know uh, Chris, really, I wish I, I wish I didn't have all that CTE going from that because that wow, was, yeah. that, that actually was one of my favorite rough in a quarterback um, penalties because that, that was the impetus to let it get us started to the, to the last couple scores of that last three and a half minutes to go. But that, that last hit, that roughing the quarterback, and I think we talked about it a little bit on the show um, a couple weeks ago. That was actually, I didn't wear a mouthpiece. That was the first time I got knocked out and was unconscious and knocked a couple teeth out. So to oh. hockey players, because we didn't, I didn't wear quarterbacks in the 80s who audibled a lot did not wear mouthpieces. So hockey players don't have their front teeth quarterbacks like myself and Jim Kelly, who was my mentor at the University of Miami, we don't have back teeth. So Gastineau hits back then, you were able to hit hit the quarterbacks a little late. Um, hit me underneath, uh, hit me in the jaw when I hit the ground. So to actually swallow one of them and catch the other one. Um, no kidding, you were knocked out cold. Yeah, so that was back then. Back then, it's not, and this I don't say this for the younger kids, but that's, there was something that happened in this weekend's game um, down in Miami with Tua. Um, yes. Yeah. Against Buffalo. They, they said first he had a calf injury. Then they said he had a back injury. I've a, I was a weeble like that. I've weebled and wobbled and fall, fallen down post those hits. That's, that is what happens when you're concussed and you were unconscious. And you it takes – you think you're unconscious for – a while, but you're really five, 10, 15 seconds. And to the, that point in my career, I'd kind of known those things were happening. So I don't recommend this for younger kids and it's not technically allowed anymore. But in the old days, yeah, you would have smelling salts. I would have a little pocket in my pants. And when you were knocked out, almost muscle memory, you would break the smelling salts, which is basically ammonia. And you take a smell of that and it would snap your head back into somewhat cognitive skills to it, be able so, to bluff, to be able to bluff. Cause now there's a whole sequence of things that went through your head. So, you, you know, the ref's going to look at you. So you got to get your I'm okay answer. Right. Right. And then, you know, you have about 20 seconds before the team doc and the trainer comes out to you, um, to, um, to see if you're uh, okay and evaluated. And this is not right for young kids out there, but well, younger, lots, you, lots didn't, changed, yeah. you didn't want to come out of the game and you didn't want to admit that you were hurting stuff. So you were bluffing through it. So today with cell phones, you have high technology. So you, you get a, a real baseline before the season of, of your brain and, and how you're supposed to act. And then they test you in those blue tents now to see um, from a scientific standpoint how you're doing and if you're okay. We weren't that sophisticated back in the 80s. It was just a finger test, so you knew what was coming up. They just smack you, get well, back they, up. No, they come back. No, it's a legitimate test. I yeah. mean, they're going to say, how many fingers do I have up? And you, you know, because they never would give you one, because that's too easy. And they never gave you three, because you could miss that. So it was always two. <laughs> so I'd been hit so many times, bro, I'd be able to say... 
two, well, at that time, um, they were going to put the fingers up, and I said two before I even put put the fingers up. <laughs> Bernie, wait. We no, haven't put like, them oh, up yet. Oh, you're bluffing. You're making it up. I'm like, no, no, I'm not making it up. I don't ha- obviously don't have a concussion. I'm Nostradamus. I saw the future. <laughs> I knew you were going to put up two. So I, how can I be concussed? So, Bernie, how many concussions did you have in your career? Um, you know, the old days, you a, a, a concussion was you had to be unconscious back then. So if no unconscious okay. is the definition of a concussion, then, I, you know, I had... You know, maybe that Mason Rudolph thing from two years ago. I, you know, I probably had 15 or 20 of those. Wow. But the thing that was is bad with that, and for younger kids out there, we used to think it was cool to say, I see stars. Oh, I'm dizzy. Um, oh, it's, things are flashing in front of me. Let me just ignore that. Those are really, those are sub-concussive blows. It's, it's cool that you could survive it, but that's not what you want to be doing. That's absolutely not what you want your younger kids to be doing. So those, those when you really implement those t- or think about those type of things, Dave, that, that then you get into something that basically every day you're getting them. Probably a good segue for your show, too, the Bernie Kosar Show. Another one Big Play is working on, and you're going to be talking a lot more about mental health and the impact that some of the roughness of the game has had on some of these players. Yeah, that's a great point, Gab. Is is um, It's awesome to talk about the games. I love talking about football. I can't wait to go with Zach and talk about baseball and pitching. And we were talking off air a little bit about you know how we get healthy and how, how you, you try to take care of yourself because it's, it's really, as players – you know, something that you, you really have to be cognizant of. And as an ex-player now at 58 years old, um, to, to help other players get through some of the issues that I went through is one thing. But, you know, before this COVID and before this January 6th, I really thought there was a lot of these health, wellness, mental illness issues, um, over, over-medicated type issues yeah. going on within our country, within society and stuff. Since since the COVID stuff, since the January sixth, it's actually become more extreme, and sure. it's almost a a um, a situation now where where it's almost a responsibility to start talking about these things. And I've been so blessed to come out the other side of it. So to be able to talk and help, maybe help some other people, whether they're athletes and or people that are suffering through some of these similar issues, I'm really excited to share that. Hey, one more question for you, Bernie, and I know you've been asked about this probably a whole lot, but uh, I have to ask it. You know, I was a kid back then, 1993, Belichick cut What were your immediate afterthoughts of that? Um, actually, I ha- we had a funny story this past uh, couple weeks ago for Alumni Weekend. Um, 1993 was the last time that the Cleveland Browns were 2-0. and yeah. Okay. Which yeah. was 29 years you ago. We all class. know. <laughs> uh, so we had alumni weekend last week, and, and uh, uh, Mr. Haslam was was joking about uh, you know the team hasn't been two and zero in a long time. So he had said he had said that it hadn't been two and zero in um, since. 29 years since yeah. I was the quarterback and stuff. And I go, hey, that was, that was really pretty cool, man, that you remembered that. I go, you know, another interesting fact that year was 
Do you know the Cleveland Browns are the only team to cut their starting quarterback when he was in first place halfway through the season? Well, so he, he, that was there was a little bit of surprise on that, but and he was so cool. He goes, "Man, I, that really doesn't make sense. That's really bad." And I go. Don't feel bad. I got this. <laughs> yeah, right. I got the Super Bowl ring. So that was a little levity there for us. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, all right, so let's talk about the podcast a little bit. You and Hanford, crushing it, by the way. Everyone on the internet has been watching this thing. What's it, what's it like having a podcast with your old buddy Hanford? You know, doing the podcast, one, talking about sports, it's it's funny here being here like with Zach and stuff. I still think I'm 27 years old, you know. And you're, even though you're an old, uh, I'm an old guy. The brain still thinks like that. And Hanford and some of us guys who played in the mid '80s still kind of have that player mindset and stuff. So when you kind of get the guys together, it's an, a, kind of an excuse for us to get together, yeah. talk, and kind of not only just go over old stories, um, but go over old stories that now are applying with the young guys now. And it's really cool that press man coverage, which is a new thing in the 80s in the NFL, and that's really the rage within our football team now. So seeing Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, you know, playing press coverage like Frank Minifield and Hanford Dixon did, yeah. it's, it's super cool to be talking about that. To be seeing Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the backfield, knowing that... That was almost the exact – that offense that we're running um, the last couple weeks is so eerily similar to the 1985 offense with Kevin Mack and Ernest Biner. And Jacoby Brissett has more legs than me, and Deshaun Watson has better wheels than me. They are, they'll do a better job in that mobile move-the-pocket type game of play-action bootlegs and naked so i love watching and seeing kind of the synergies of 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 today's team thinking about it compared to some of the some of the old guys and how even though people think the game's changed so much it's eerily similar um to to what i was doing back when i was playing here with a very similar makeup team right now yeah, and I think one of the things people love about your show, the Bernie Kozar Show, make sure you're following that as well, is those play breakdowns. Because you were breaking one down with David Njoku last week, and you you know just comparing it back to the days with Ozzy. Right. And there's just so many comparisons. You're like, we ran that play. Right, so like David Njoku had an awesome game. Nine catches, okay, targeted ten times. People had been saying, oh, where is Chief? How is he? He's not making plays. And I'd been saying, I'm not, and I wasn't covering for him. It's tough for tight ends to block defensive ends outside linebackers in the NFL. Most tight ends today are pass catching tight ends, they're glorified receivers. And as a throwing quarterback, I'm absolutely okay with that. But it's an absolute bonus when you can have a guy that could block a defensive end, an outside linebacker like that. And to see some of those Nick Chubb off-tackle runs, that's a direct correlation to David Njoku jamming and, 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 and getting movement against a defensive end. That isn't the norm on most teams like that. So to be able to dominate physically like that, and now to be able to get into his game with catching, that, that's not easy to do. That's super impressive. What did you think of Jacoby? Um, I feel like I have a big bro crush on him right now from, 
from the way he's strong. Like I, I was talking, like I was talking to people before the game about how win like that makes me so excited to be old and retired. Um, you have to go in with multiple game plans for things like that. And if you hadn't been in that environment before, and you haven't thrown in the stadium with the way the flag, the, the ball moves opposite the flag and swirls in different parts of the stadium, to be able to throw with that accuracy, with that precision, um, with that velocity, velocity, I mean, the way he was spinning the rock was, was super impressive. And then leading the team, his, his calmness, his demeanor, you could, see, you could see he's the leader of the team, the, what guys are looking up to. And I, I found it really cool to telling in the game, and I, I'm a big fan, and you've heard me say multiple times of the multiple running backs with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was wired during the game, so I, I'd seen some of the stuff he was talking about, and it's in the heat of battle, it's hard to be it's hard to be disingenuous. You are who you are, and it comes out of your mouth, typically. <laughs> yeah. then. And I loved how Kareem being mic'd up, you don't typically say as much as you think uh, people think during a game. And one of the clips they showed was Kareem going up to the sideline and going to Jacoby and saying, keep leading us, keep leading us, good job. And when, you're, when your teammates, when guys who may appear higher on the food chain, you know, like Kareem Hunt from Cleveland, Ohio, oh, yeah. led the league in rushing a few years ago. I mean, he's a top-tier player, and he's going up to a guy who before the season thought was going to be the backup quarterback, and, and you're saying, hey, keep leading us, you know, looking at him like that. That shows that the team like, likes him. The team, and more so than likes him, respects him and looks to him for the leadership position. And to accomplish that respect level in three football games is super impressive. I mean, you could only do that if you are genuinely performing good because no matter how nice a guy you are, no matter how cognizant you are of people's feelings, if you suck as a quarterback, they're not going to like you, okay? <laughs> so they aren't being nice to him because he yeah. can't play. He got – he Speaks he, to their chemistry, yeah. Yes, and I love that. That bodes well for us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so speaking of guys who don't suck – uh, the Cleveland Guardians. We're going to the playoffs. I think it's time to bring in our second interview of the night. We got Zach Plesak coming on. Uh, let's see. You want to sit in the middle, Zach, or you want to come on, in, Zach? Yeah, come on, bad, in. Man. come on in, Come on. <laughs> All right, we've got another guest in the studio, star-studded Big Play Studio tonight. We got Zach Plesek joining the show. Look at those two, Zach Plesek and Bernie Kozar sitting next to each other. Zach, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. And take that mic, just put it right, right up there. There you go. Yeah, you're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's on. There she is. We're on. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should have told you that, right? <laughs> Zach, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you again for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. What, you run into a couple deer on the way to the, uh, I, the yeah. Labatt Cave? I, no, I, I actually uh, avoided them. I evaded them. They were in the lawn doing their thing, getting ready for bed. I think I just walked past. They let me go. 
Love it. Yeah, man. we have it here at Big Play. We didn't know that we had a petting zoo out here. <laughs> right. you know? I mean, yeah. If you could look underneath the table here, we've got all kinds of our wildlife going. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they got all the way up here on the 35th floor of Big Play Tower. but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, how excited is the locker room right now? And is there any champagne left in that locker room? Yeah, uh, I mean, everybody's juiced up. You know, it's just an exciting time. Um, so many young guys, their first experience. I mean, it's mostly everybody's first experience um, with with this. You know, the uh, bottle popping happened in Texas, so yeah, easy cleanup for our guys in the clubhouse. Uh, they were <laughs> excited about that. But you know, I'm sure there's still some champagne to be popped somewhere. And you know, we have this last week to really celebrate and ride this thing out. One of the things I thought about you guys being young. What was the mentality at the beginning of the season for the players? I know like a lot of other people from the outside counted you out in terms of being where you are now, but what was the pack mentality within the clubhouse? Did you guys think you were going to end up here or did that kind of blossom as you went along? I feel like the the energy has been the same for the whole year. I feel like these games now have the same type of energy than they did in the first month. I felt like there was just always – like something to prove with all, so many young guys, it felt like everybody had earned their spot. Everybody had to perform every week in order to, you know, continue to be even competitive with some of these other teams with the players that they have. So um, I think now, obviously, this last last month, the excitement and um, some of the, the environment factors have changed. You know, the crowds have gotten louder in big moments and different stadiums are more packed. But the energy that we bring in the clubhouse, honestly, is – is the same it's been throughout the whole year. And I think that's why, you know, in the end we're equilibrium kind of balances like everything out. Like we're just finding our groove and everyone else around us is, is not in theirs. So it's working out. You know, you mentioned the youngest uh, being the young team and stuff. It's a, a tribute to you guys and really to me fascinating. The Cleveland Guardians are the youngest team in professional baseball and the Cleveland Browns are the youngest team in professional football. Wow. Both to be in first place like that. That's wild. That and I th- and I think the Cavs' average age went up when we got uh, Donovan Mitchell. He's twenty six, wow. <laughs> which yeah. is which. It's a lot of young dudes here in Cleveland. Ohio. Yeah, I was gonna say, and Zach. So are you are you the old guy at twenty seven? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm ancient. one of them. I know, I know, I'm one of them. No, I feel like that's just the show. Like the exciting time it is in Cleveland right now. Everything's just kind of on the up and coming. And there's a lot of a lot of buzz, a lot of you know thrill that kind of surrounds itself with that young talent and guys who are trying to get a championship well actually i was thinking more from that coupled with now uh, my daughters are your age so they may want to come to town more okay Okay. some guardian games yeah Yeah. so let's talk about your year so last time you were on you know huge expectations obviously for one of your first full years um i have no idea how your record is with your era where it's at like, t- talk to me about the year that you've had. Like, I know there's been ups and downs, but mm-hmm. we've watched all the games. You've pitched really, really well at moments. What's, mm-hmm. what's this year been like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's really just been battling Murphy's Law at some point. You know, like, yeah. I felt like what can happen will happen. But at the same time, like, I, I kind of found, like, this this pit that I found myself in, like, worrying about results and we're trying to find like hold on to things that really aren't important or are going to get me to where I want to be and that's, that's you why know, you're not on Twitter right yeah well yeah and that's why <laughs> yeah. even going to talk about mental health it's like the big the big mountain you have to climb and and that's a like a pinnacle to have a successful career but you know just things that have happened have been really good and I felt like I have nothing to show for it and it's like 
you know, who am I trying to show? You know, it's like it comes to the point where, you know, I know what I can bring and there's nothing I have to show to anybody. And there's a point of just like holding myself accountable for whatever does get come thrown my way, whether it be my fault or not or controllable or not. You know, I think yeah. this comes down to controlling what you can and be really good at that. And if I can just be really good at controlling what I can, everything else kind of plays out around it, you know. Um, that's an awesome attitude. You know, I mean, that's, that's really important to have it like that, to, to get through the yeah. peaks and valleys. Right. It's, you know, at the end of the day, too, if you have a good performance or bad performance, you can always be a good person. You know what I mean? And people can always rely on you to either give the truest advice that you have to offer to them or just knowing that you're going to be the same you regardless if, you know, you are succeeding or, you know, going through a rut, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just the most important thing. Speaking and of then, the your, your hand looks pretty fine. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I know. The, hand, the hand's good. The hand's super good. I just threw in a rehab game um, for Columbus in Toledo. Awesome. Yeah, so I went really well. I've been feeling good the past few weeks. I know we're doing everything on a um, medical stand- standpoint, like following the process so we yeah. don't push anything and potentially further damage or put ourselves in a spot where we go backwards, you know. So, I mean – um, everything they've done is, is helped me get to this point. I feel good, ready to go. I'll pitch on Friday. And Heck yeah. Yeah, I think um, maybe the last game of the year, too. So we'll be able to squeeze two in before it starts getting real. So awesome. I'm excited, yeah. Chris, go ahead, man. I, I was going to say, you talked a little bit about the mentality. Is, is there anything unique about pitching with this Guardians team where, you know, in my, my opinion, you really lead, um, the pitching leads this team. And then the hitters, it's kind of like, We'll figure it out. Like we, we've done it, and he's done it. Kind of, it's not not necessarily smoke and mirrors, because I'll give the hitting more credit than that. But through non-conventional means to score runs, sometimes. What's it like for you as a pitcher uh, when you have that offense behind you? Yeah, what's what? What is it like being the pitcher when you have this offense that's like taking off at the moment? You've got Stephen Kwan, you've got Oscar, you've got. Nailer. I mean, you have Jose. We four, fourth guy we mentioned was Jose. That's insane. Yeah. What's it like as a pitcher? I mean, it's it's everything. You know, it, that's immediate confidence builder. And seeing the offense get hot only gets you gets you more confident in what you need to do. You know, I think it's it's almost what you know they say if hitting's contagious. You know, and same thing if you see our guys hitting, like the pitchers want to perform as well too. So it kind of all goes together. And usually when guys are all playing good, everybody starts to play good around each other. So, I mean, it's crazy to see one through nine guys come in. You see Owen Miller come in off the bench yeah. and, you know, get knocks. And every time he plays, he's getting doubles, and people don't even realize it, you know. And obviously you got guys, Jose and Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, the all-star, who bats, like, in the seventh spot. So it's crazy. Like, we – one through nine have guys that don't strike out. And, you know, we don't hit home runs, but lately we've been hitting home runs. So it's it's crazy to see um, – us, us put together these rounds. Who, like who's the most infectious guy in that locker room? Who uh, uh, who's everyone cling to? Yeah, Austin Hedges is, is yes. the main guy, dude. He, he he reminds me of like a WWE star. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, he just has that look, man. Yeah, <laughs> he does. No, he, I mean the catcher the catcher role is such a such as like powerful position on the field. They're the quarterback. At he the does end an of the day. Ama- he does an amazing job. So I, I'm cognizant of watching dudes take shots off their melon yeah yeah you know yeah. so his ability though to handle a hit yeah and then really get disoriented yeah yeah yet act like he isn't and keep his act together and still 
Keep right. control of the umpire, keep control of the pitcher, right. and come up with the next wave of signals. He makes it look seamless. It's he not does. that easy. He's gifted. After you he da- get dinged like that. Yeah, what, yeah. Are, what are some of the qualities that he has that brings out the mojo in you guys? I think he's just like he keeps it like keeps it young. He makes he reminds us we're kids playing the game. He's like the oldest one in the clubhouse, but he acts like he's the youngest one at times, you know. And it like kind of just mm-hmm. reels us back to what we're we're really doing and like where we have to keep it in the level of having fun and enjoying this game and not put too much pressure on ourselves. And you know, obviously, when it comes time to to compete, he's the most competitive guy in, in the clubhouse. So, you know, but you know, when we keep. Whoa, 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 rolling. whoa, whoa, whoa. More competitive than Naylor? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, they, they'd be good head-to-head. <laughs> yeah. In WWE? Yeah, in WWE. <laughs> All right, I got a question. This is actually coming from Twitter. A bunch of people saw the celebration in the clubhouse, everything like that. Yeah. Where'd the pizza come from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Naylor ended up just, I guess he had pizza delivered to him. Yeah. <laughs> we had an yeah. Uber Eats <laughs> yeah. post-game celebration. I love it. Oh man! Yeah. So is is there anyone that you guys want to play heading into the playoffs? You don't care at all. I mean, I don't think we really care. Um, yeah, it looks like right now Seattle would, could be a potential lineup. Personally, I think having just played them the last time we've seen them, they did they beat up on us, and usually that doesn't happen twice in a row. So if it, yeah you know, they come back, we handled them good. I think they just ended up pulling away at the end with those games. But um, you know, we played well. I think if we played them again, it'd be a good matchup for us. Off baseball for a second. Um, you've been in Cleveland for a while now, man. Like, what uh, what what are you liking to do in Cleveland around town? Where's the uh, the spots you like going? Um, you have a favorite restaurant yet? Yeah, uh, the Good Company. Okay, is one of my favorite places in the city. The best wings by far. Um, the ranch too to go with it. It's insane. Um, the milkshakes there. I get one like I swear three days a week. Um, Marble Marble Room is always a good time to go to. Uh, haven't been out really in the scene um, this year as much, but um, you guys have putting in work. Yeah, yeah. I know. Il Rion's another good spot I like to eat at. Um, okay. I live by the beach, so I like to walk around there sometimes, especially when you know there's lots going on in my head. I like to just put the phone down and go walk for like 20 minutes. It's your it's your golf course during the baseball season. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> yeah. just I like golfing on the road more often just because. It's more like I feel more away. You know, when I'm home, I kind of like to be at home and kind of relaxing with my dog or, you know, kind of just hanging out. So when I am on the road, it's a time to kind of get out and golf and see some places and do some things like that. I think that's really interesting. You alluded to just some of the things you do to keep your mind. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I think it's pretty cool to be like therapeutic like that. that You incorporate to like keep your thoughts in line or just keep you relaxed. I mean, I've been trying to figure out what's helped me the most throughout my whole career. I mean, really, it's turned to golf as something that I do extracurricular that kind of is that space, you know, of, of calmness that's helped me, you know, get away from the game. Um, what, another thing I've found to be extremely helpful is something I've talked to even some of the athletic trainers about is the importance, importance of having good mentors. And I think, right. like, we take that for granted, especially oh. when we're at this level and we feel like we're at the top. We don't need anybody telling us what we need, you know, what we need to do, what's best for us. Yeah. We got to figure it out, you know, you know, and that's been the biggest struggle for me is, you know, trying to transition from a young kid into the big leagues and not be a young kid anymore and kind of take control of, of my life and, 
my core values as a human and what I want to like bring to people and my family and how I want to represent myself and you know people yeah. that I wow that's awesomely for. mature on yeah. that that's no, cool thank you. if you don't mind me asking then like because that's that's easier said than done and yeah. it's and it's absolutely actually hard to actually to even come sometimes admit at mm -hmm. your age to yourself yeah so not to put you on a spot but like if you if you're so blessed if you're blessed to find something like that if you don't mind me asking like who would be like one of your mentors and stuff yeah like well, gary danielson was huge to me at that your at, when i was your age to yeah. have somebody like that to show me the way right. how to study how to hang out how not to hang out right. was was just yeah. life-changing i mean that's you know, growing up, I felt like there wasn't many people that there wasn't really anybody that I could really look up to um, doing what I was doing. I, you know, had coaches and people that you respected like that. But um, I think as I get older and now I look back, I'm like, dang, I wish I had more people that I could really look up to. And I've it's kind of gotten to the point where it's people that have known you when you've when you've been the truest you, you know, like I have a. Um, a high school coach who I, I could talk to and then my I have a twin brother so he can he's the most um equally relatable person uh -huh. that with advice or understanding as is to me so I think that's like the most credible source that I have at least when I'm trying to get advice but um that's why you know now I you know I look not that there isn't anybody I could call anybody I can you know get advice from but the importance of you know if i did have somebody that i could always like do like you know like right now like that could understand what i'm going through and just like seeing it from a clear perception you know what i mean because yeah, it's yeah, so easy do. especially with you know media and the way things can get translated through perception that mm. it, you know just even when you text people the way you read it could be different than how someone's trying to right. relay it to you so it it's a constant like battle that if you can if you get caught in trying to fix what's happening around you it can be mm it can be plummeting for you, you know? And that's why, like, when you can just find your center core, like, centerpiece of things that you can, like, stay true to, mm -hmm. like, everything everything else around you is just should be easy for you, you know? And that's why, you know, I've gone through a lot in the media, especially. Oh, where, yeah. Like, you feel like things aren't true and you have to wear it. And at the end of the day, the truth comes out and, you know, everything comes to light. So it's like if you can just keep on – Believing in that and holding it, holding on to that, not trying to look for like revenge or try to look for like any way to get it back or anything. Just trust, you know, and just continue to like hold on to the core, the core pieces is what's helped for me, I think. Wow, love that. Yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Yeah, beaches, staying off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check and check. It's yeah. important to pull, you know, from your experiences. Yeah. And gather that wisdom and i think that's the best way to do it is there anything on the mound specifically that you are working on incorporating into your routine to, to keep you focused or just managing emotions yeah i think um you know obviously we talk about the breath and that can that's hard to kind of focus up to i think really just when you can for me when you can actually visualize what it's like when your your breath is going in your nose and out your nose and it can kind of take you to that specific place for me to like only think about what's going on with my breath. And that takes me away from anything else going on. Um, you know, it's hard to say like in the, in the game, cause it's all like flow. It's all flow when it's the game. So it kind of seems like whatever's happening, there's not much, you don't, there's not much to get you back to where you're trying to get to, you know, you're kind of already there. So it's almost like the preparation gets you to those moments and whatever happens 
when you're out in the game, it's like that's just you at your most rawest being. You know. Yeah. I mean? So we set an over under for the season for you. It was five and a half jerseys you'd go through in one game. Did you hit the over or the under? <laughs> yeah. No, it's around like two two and a half would be the good <laughs> bet there. I would say I'm right around like two or three a game. Uh, nice. Yeah, for sure. From sweating, sweating that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Especially yeah in the summer, it's bad. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why they give us the Pedialyte too, and I feel like you yeah. just sweat all the time. Oh, yeah, this is. I can I can really digress and ruin this podcast. No, go for there. it, man. Go for it. <laughs> but I think of like my old centers and stuff because I used to make because they would sweat, you know, and yeah. you have to take snaps. Yeah. It wasn't shotgun back oh, in the day, yeah. so I have to put my hands where they don't want to go. Okay, and then all of a sudden you become a Mister Mom and you have daughters and stuff, and I say that they have toxins in them from ass hand. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are too young to remember my old, some of my old centers, Mike Babb and Steve Everett. Oh, yeah. Steve yeah. Everett's a great guy, but he showered yeah. once a year. Okay, <laughs> he wore the same pair of gray pants from when my first daughter was born until my second daughter was born. Okay. I wish I was embellishing that. <laughs> Zach, we got one more from from Twitter. People mm-hmm. want to know how excited are you guys? For the playoffs, but specifically to see that home crowd behind you come postseason, you know, progressive field's going to be rocking for that. How cool is that going to be for you guys? That Especially the guys that have been there through the COVID years where there wasn't anybody allowed in there. And when we were having you on podcast during Zoom, how cool is it going to be for you guys to have everybody in progressive field like that? Yeah, I mean, I know everybody's, you know, everyone's excited for it. I mean, it's something, it's going to be a special time. I think, you know, obviously we feed off of that energy and it's super important and I know how Cleveland fans are you know and it's going to be jumping it's going to be loud so they're going to be excited I'm sure for that game and you know everyone's juiced up for it really yeah it, I would say and Bernie no offense but playoff baseball oh there's nothing like there's it. nothing yeah there's like nothing it. I grew up in Youngstown so I, yeah. was, I was an Indians fan going to Indians games in an old municipal stadium yeah, before yeah. it was progressive yeah. field or Jacobsville progressive field now Guardians um, <laughs> but there is there's nothing like the atmosphere of playoff baseball when when it's we're special. in there yeah no it's special yeah it's gonna be special no doubt heck yeah so you ready to get back on the mound yeah I'm ready I'm nice. so ready you ready to get the, hit the golf sim? <laughs> yeah, let's rip it. <laughs> no, wait, no, we're gonna we got two. We're gonna try to get two pitching performances in before the playoffs. Okay, yeah. Yeah, don't true, be true. screwing anything right, up right. with a golf swing Knee and putt, stuff. Putt, all dude. right, come on. Oh, the, I don't want to have Doctor Kosar working on him. Okay, for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not right. looking to get destroyed by the internet. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, final, final questions, Chris. You have anything else? No, I, you know, I, I did want to ask a little bit about Tito, um, you know, him as a manager and what he's done with this team. What, what are your thoughts on Tito and the way he's led this season and, and through everything and, and to get this young team to the playoffs? Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Tito this year, man? Uh, I mean, he's, he's really the goat. I think it's, it obviously all starts with him. Everyone was unsure of what he was going to do, you know, with his health conditions, yeah. or, you know, just with everything going on. And the name change and the whole switchover of almost like a franchise, but he grouped everything together, put the whole plan together, and got everybody on board. And now it's you know this time of the season, everybody's bought in to exactly what he he drew up. You know this is all his his doing. So 
we're just like the chess pieces, really. He's, <laughs> he's the mover. I yeah. love to see Tito go crazy on the um. How, what does that oh, do for man. you guys when you see him do that? Uh, it fires us up. Yeah, and, you know, when, you know when he's gonna when he gets after it, he's gonna let him know and get his money's worth. So it's Hell fun yeah. and it's and he's genuine with it. Right, it's not it's, like fabricated. Exactly, you know, it's exactly. not made up. Right. And I, and I'm biased as him being, an, and I'm old enough to remember him as a player. Mm-hmm. Okay, and as a good player. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Having that kind of that player mentality to understand and then move from playing to coaching, I think, kind of helps him assimilate in, I think, to the younger players and stuff. And he knows. I mean, when we're playing, you know when sometimes coaches are disingenuous or kind of yelling for for, yeah the show he's not he really so when you know your guys for real (laughs) you'll run through a wall for him 100 percent 100 percent all right so we're gonna end the show with something called stump the flog okay and it's gonna Uh be it's gonna be bernie and zach on a team and it's going to be Gab and Reflog on a team. Oh, so you put the guy with CTE traumatic brain injury. You can't even remember what he said five seconds ago, okay? You want to ask me a question. All right, so the the way this works is we have a question. You guys are going to go back and forth, so you'll be as a team to answer that question. Whoever can't come up with an answer, there's multiple answers to these questions, loses. Okay? So let me, I'm going to pull up the question here. It'll make sense once I pull it up here. All right, let's see here. I still want you to see previous answer for traumatic brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one because okay. Zach and, and, and Gab have the upper hand in this one. So that's oh, why I put come them on. on. That's not fair. Chris, you, you'll do all right. You'll do all right. Okay, what is it? What okay, is it? so Stump the Flog. Question this week. There have been 23 players that have had a hit for the Guardians this season. Ah. Name them. Wait, 23 players who've had a hit? Yep, 23 players have had a hit this season. Zach's getting nervous. <laughs> Name them. Um, we'll go guest honors can go first. So all you have to do is name a player who's gotten a hit for the Guardians this year, and they're going to go back and forth so you can get... Okay. Oh, oh Gab looks ready. She looks ready. So no, I'm going to let her take this one. Let her go. <laughs> this should be right in her wheelhouse. Now, I'd say that Gab has the biggest advantage because she's there watching the games. <laughs> Is it a race? No, I mean, no, no, no. Oh, Just yeah. go back and oh. forth, back and I forth. Mean, Okay. Right. Zach is watching the games. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. So Zach, you're you so, and Bernie are up first. Okay. So Jose, Jose Ramirez. Correct. I'm gonna go in a different direction. Um, Oscar Mercado. Correct. Let's say. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yes, correct. <laughs> I forgot Did about you Oscar. I had, to, I, had to, I had to go back in the archives for Oscar. We know Oscar had a hit. I watched it. <laughs> Wait, you're our producer, and you had to go check on you, and you came up with the questions, and, and I you have still the, had to come up with the answers. I have all the answers. Wow. All right, that's correct. So back to uh, back to you guys. Wow. So wait, I'm sorry to like kind of screw this up, but at at answer three, we're already checking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you guys got? Uh, Ahmed Rosario. Correct. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Ernie Clement. Yes. Oh, nice. Good one. Stephen Kwan? Stephen Kwan. He's had a Whoa. bunch of them. Yeah. 
163. Not too bad. <laughs> Not too bad. He's approaching Kenny Lofton's rookie record. Is he really? Yes. I did not know that. He's That's like awesome. He's a half dozen hits away from Kenny's record. Not to go off track, but they put a side-by-side of Kenny and Stephen Kwan on the graphic of the last game. Their numbers for their rookie year were eerily similar. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, he's yeah. going to end up with the same. I mean, it was... God, you weren't even born. 1992, Kenny Lofton's rookie year. I don't remember what I had for dinner, but I know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, who does... Who, I didn't have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's order a pizza. Gavin, Gavin Reflog, you are up. Uh, Owen Miller. Owen Miller, okay. correct. Back to Zach. Gabriel Arias. Oh, good one. Yes, correct. Oh, Chris? No. Yeah, the smoke. We didn't say Josh Naylor. Yeah, the smoke. There you go, the smoke. All right, Josh Naylor, correct. Mm-hmm. Technically, you guys. Okay. Hmm. Will, Will Benson. Wow. Nice. Will Benson, correct. Good one. Look at that. He's going to own you, Gab. He did not say. I, I think, Bernie, you might have been thinking of the other Oscar, so I'm going to go OG, Oscar Gonzalez. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, they went Mercado. Yep. Correct. Yeah, I think you're right, Gab. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, we still got some more. We still got some oh. more. Over to Bernie and Zach. Did we say Edwin Rosario? Andres Jimenez. Yes. Oh, shit. He had he had a couple too. We have to do the Lindor trade. <laughs> <laughs> that actually worked out pretty well. <laughs> Better than well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it to us? Reflog, it's to you. All right, Reflog, help how, me how about, uh, How about Miles Straw? Yes. Miles Straw, yeah. correct. I'm trying to think of some other people who came up and maybe went down. R- Richie Palacios? Yeah, good one. Correct. I- I've got another one. How many we have? Oh, do you? How about the assassin? Was the assassin up? Oh, wow. Was he? I don't Well, no. all right, hold on. There's an asterisk next to his name. He is technically <laughs> he is technically included, um, no longer in the Guardian system. Oh, if he got a hit with us, Bobby Bradley. Bradley. Oh. I think he. I don't know. And Alex Call would be on there. Oh. Yeah, Reyes. That's right. Oh, oh, Alex Call. So yes, Chris, we're giving you the one. assassin. Yes, we've Bobby got Bradley. Alex Call. We're back to Gab. Um, Tyler Freeman. Tyler Freeman, correct. It's really coming down out there. Yeah, yeah I guess we got to do the podcast longer because we can't <laughs> yeah, leave the garage. <laughs> it is pouring outside this is the, the studio. extended version today. Why? Because it rained. <laughs> All right, back to you guys. Did we count me on Reyes? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, that is correct. Reyes. Did count the Cubs organization? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to you, Reflog and Gab. We got a few more. Hey, Reflog, I mean, you... you Showed up late for your show, and Gab's doing all the answers for you. Could you? I got the last one, Bernie. Get off my case. Please. How about Austin Hedges? Don't, don't, don't screw this up with the facts oh. now. Right, Austin Hedges, oh, correct. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good, correct. Good, one. Good one, Reflog. Even while I'm being heckled by Bernie Kosar, I right? deliver. Yes, Chris, I bet you didn't have that on your bucket list, getting heckled by Bernie Kosar. <laughs> I told him I'm a wannabe humorist. <laughs> All right, back I to used Zach to say and I want to be like uh, Rodney Dangerfield, but now that I'm <laughs> aging myself, half the people don't know who that was. Oh, everyone knows. Everyone knows Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I have. I, okay, you guys. Luke Maley. 
Luke Maley. Correct. Yeah, because he Maley man delivered a walk-off, didn't he? Hey-oh. Wow. Wow. She's stressing out some new material, folks. Yeah. No, I just remember that from Twitter. You know, you got you have all your tweets in your head. All right, get back to you oh, and no. Chris. All right, let me think we got a couple oh, more. I need your help, Refog. I feel like you guys are going to get it. Did, get them all. Did, okay, is there a newer member on this list? I don't have details. I just have a list. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. So whenever we do any type of trivia, Bernie and, and Zach... Gab will always <laughs> give away like the easiest hints ever. Yeah. So I we used to do away. giveaways, and like literally every week we had to give something away because of Gab. <laughs> <laughs> so no clues. I'd be like, he wears a gold chain of himself, if that helps. <laughs> um, that, right? nar- that didn't oh, narrow oh, oh, down oh. on the football team. <laughs> True that. Gab, you're going to have to help me with this because I'm not going to come up with his name, but okay. we got rid of him. We got rid of him earlier in the season. He uh-huh. was supposed to be our big cleanup hitter. Now, Fran Mill. Bernie already said we Fran already Mill. Said him. Oh, you said Fran Mill. Yep. I was, okay. Yeah. I wasn't paying okay, attention. Let me, think, let me get to this okay. place that Zach gets to on the mound. Into the nose. There you go. Yeah, there the you go. Breathing exercises. Um, I'm a big meditator now. It helps me out. What positions haven't we gone through, Reflog? We did Owen, Naylor. We got one more asterisk on here. I'm thinking of the guys that have gone up and down 71. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I am drawing a blank. Okay, so you can't give us, like, in You have outfield. 10 seconds. Okay. We haven't had any pitchers hit this year, have we? Hey. <laughs> uh. Randomly? No. You give him a countdown, Nick? <laughs> Ouch. Is That's Will a lot of pressure. We're getting a lot of heckling name? from that side, by the way. What, what? Brennan? Will Brennan, correct. Yes. Oh, clutch. Did you say clutch. that, Zach? No, I didn't. No, okay. I just okay. asked him. Okay. He gave me the nod. Correct. That I'm Gab putting the pressure on. Clutch, Gab. Way to be. That's what I was saying. Is it a newer person? There's not I, There's not many more. Okay. So it's our turn? It's your turn. Nolan Jones? Ooh. Nolan oh. Jones, correct. <laughs> oh, he's going to own you he guys. You're done. You're us. done. <laughs> Nail in the coffin. <laughs> See, to my all right. To be fair, this isn't really fair. This is like having you guys try and name my coworker. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I'm impressed. We knew you were running for senator. Okay, <laughs> Senator Reflog. I'm gonna That's write right. in in November. With your help, Bernie, we're gonna go all the way to the big house. <laughs> you guys have one, Gab? Or are you done? It couldn't be uh, any pitchers, so. Nope. Nope, that fun is over. Hmm. How about before we end, though? How yes. about you give us a hint? Yeah, come on. Since, we're, on your left. Since we're already tapped out. On our- Nick, really how many well. do we have left here? I think we've got uh, one. You, you go average man on the street right two. now and ask them. They come up with three. Where's three? Asterix. There's three left. Right, one, two. Who's the third one up here? Hey, it, absolutely. We can't be that dumb because the guy with the answers <laughs> is reading it in front of him and still doesn't know to tell us the correct answer. I like so. Bernie's roasting. Tie. I think it's a tie. No, I think I'm a humorist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping I'm banking on Dave said that he would always edit out stuff if I was inappropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Can you say edit out or promote? Yeah, we only have two. We have two, three more, right? Because we didn't. Nick, right there, right? Three more left. Gab, wow. Reflog, three left. Well, um, give us a we hint. We phoned a friend. Are they people who debuted this year? 
Let's Can see. Can we phone a friend? Phone Nick's a friend. In studio. Okay. Should we call we Hanford? <laughs> I already know. I got the list in front of me too. Yep. Okay. Oh. So they are. They're people who just. You've been came compromised. Yep. Just All right. You have ten seconds. Mm, no, give us a hint. Oh wait, it started pouring again. It's uh, thirty seconds. Give us a hint. I like hints. Right, we we got you. Give him a hint. Hint give, is give that they debuted this year. Good hint. Yeah, that well, really I mean, narrows it down. My bad. Did, we already did. Oh, so many of those, I thought. Yep. Okay. Can you get uh, position? Wow. <laughs> it's getting greedy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just accept the L, Gab. <laughs> no. Is there, is there a no L? If I give you the position, it's going to give it away. Uh, that's okay. a that's a And that hint. should be a hint that's in and of itself. Like. Oh, okay. So think about it like that. Oh, um, okay. So let's, hey, Reflog, let's think about. Hey, it is Pouring who, outside. Who, <laughs> we already, oh, we already did hedges and melee. And melee, yeah. Yep. Who oh, oh, oh no. Uh -huh. <laughs> Noel, she, she's buying that, time. There's another. There is another. There's another catcher, isn't there? I'm sure there is. Oh, Ten seconds. Um, oh, oh. Zach's like, I know all three. You're done. Yeah, I can't of think of his name. I, I don't know. Three, two, one. Sandy Alomar came in to pinch it. Incorrect. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> Incorrect. Like... Can you guys get one more and you get the win? Lavastida. Boom, baby! Hey. Come on! <laughs> who, who are the other ones, then? Who has left? Uh, whoops, I lost it. Freeman. Yeah, Sandy Leone, and Sandy Leone. I don't think you guys said Freeman, Tyler Freeman. I did, I did. Did you? Okay, so we only yeah. had Sandy Leone left. Okay. That's, that's, that's respectable. That that's pretty good. good. That was a pretty good team. Yeah, that was guys. actually impressive. That was. Wow. I didn't, and I didn't feel bad not knowing some of the answers when you two had to be challenged on that, so thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for making me feel good about myself. Uh, I really yes. think we were all winners there. Yes, and then I heard the rain nice. slow down, so I think we can take this out, and we are good yeah. to go. So Thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog Show. Huge shout out to Bernie Kozar. Go watch the show, the Bernie Kozar Show, with the top dog, Hanford Dixon. It's one of the greatest shows on the internet right now. Uh, Zach Plesak, his hand is healthy. He is ready to go. Playoff baseball is back in Cleveland, Ohio. The fans cannot be more excited for that. Go Guardians. Yep. Go Guardians. Go, go yeah. Browns. Yes. Yes, and we will see everybody next Monday night, 9 p.m. Go Guardians. Go Cleveland Browns. Go Cavs. Go, go Cleveland. Cavs. Go matter. Cleveland. Wait, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's end the show with a you matter. Let me get Bernie back up there. There we go. You matter. We love you. <laughs> it's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play Reflux Show.